0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode number 50, sorry, 63 of the Lift Free and Diet Hard podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Coates, doing back-to-backs today. I just had David Ote on, but uh, I brought the organizers of uh, the Raise the Bar Fitness Conference. Uh, Nick Lamb and Derek Mendoza are my guests. It's the first time since I've been doing the podcast solo that I've had multiple guests on here, so this is actually kind of fun. Uh, i try to give you guys lots of airtime. And the Raise the Bar Fitness Conference, which is, I, I think, a big part of what we're going to talk about, uh, I'm Canadian, so I'm s- still hoping, and I'm I'm committed to going down. I know the travel back and forth is a little bit screwy right now, but I'm really looking forward to it. And it's uh February fourth, fifth, sixth in Orlando, Florida. Correct. Uh, and we've got, got you. Got guys have got a legendary speaking lineup. I mean, you got Dan John and John Berardi, and I mean, we could just go through the list. There's a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of those names will get dropped. But I- I'm really excited to have you guys on to talk about this. Uh, I suppose it would be really wise for me to intro you guys as well individually. Uh, so Derek, I'll start with you. So you just recently clued up, I think it was eight years as a strength conditioning coach with the Seattle Mariners. That's a pretty heavyweight accomplishment. Uh, and You guys co-founded together the coached education platforms uh, and in your individual work as well as uh, also under the brand Find Your Prime, right? Correct. And you've been in the industry 15 years. Great. And then Nick's got just a little over 10 years under his belt uh, and you're the creator of the, the sleep and recovery course, and you have the recovery and sleep summit that's been uh, running two years in a row, a virtual event that you're going to continue on. You'll have year three coming up, and uh, again, it's great to have you guys on. Thanks so much. Thanks Absolutely. for having us on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, I know that pulling off a major fitness event is no small task. Dean Somerset and I and our partners did one in 2019. We intended as an annual thing that got blown up the last two years. We'll see if we can reboot it, but why, what's, what's behind raise the bar? What's the purpose? Why was it so important for you guys to do and how, especially considering the challenges of doing something right now, you're in Florida. It's probably a little bit easier there, but
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Derek, I'll, uh, I'll start us off, but I, I think, You know, part of this started, Derek and I wanted to be in the education space. We wanted to be able to give back. We wanted to be able to share all the things that we've been fortunate to learn, of course, uh, across our career. And, you know, at the the start of the pandemic, right around the same time, actually, we, we both had the opportunity to individually host our own virtual events. And we saw a lot of the great things that that was able to do for us, right, for our reach, for our brand, for our business and really continued to host these virtual events, which was which was phenomenal and really enjoyed doing them. We enjoyed the process. We enjoyed the people that we were able to bring together, the speakers that we were able to connect with. And so, you know, once we got to a certain point, it was the next kind of logical progression or, or next thought was let's let's do this in an in-person event, right, because virtual events have obviously been fantastic, but the main element of events is being able to, to be there in person and connect and engage you know, that's where all the all the magic happens. And, you know, Derek and I actually met at, a, at an in-person event. And so that's where our collaboration started. Um, and so it was, you know, let's transition this into doing an in-person event. You know, and the more that we we talked, you know, again, having been in the industry for a while, and this is going to maybe come across a little uh, cliche or corny, but it was we legitimately care about the industry right because we've we've seen our share of struggles and things that you know we've had our ups and downs i know i've had a couple of times where i've been close to leaving the industry right not knowing if i'd be able to sustain a career long term or not knowing what my next steps would be and so you know it was can we use this platform now that we've been able to build off of these previous events for for something good and something good for the industry and you know that led into the conversation of Okay, well, what are the biggest voids, right? What are the biggest what we're calling now missing links in the industry? And can we create an event and an educational experience that addresses those missing links and kind of goes away from maybe the standard movement centric events? And not to say that those things aren't incredibly important when we talk programming and X's and O's. Um, but really, just to balance things out a, a little bit more and focus on these missing links that maybe don't get as much attention in coach development.
2: Yeah, and I'll just add a couple things to that because he said it said that really well. Nick is um, number one. You know, as we were doing these virtual summits, um, you know, we had no idea what we're doing. We still don't really have it figured out, yeah. right? We're just putting one foot in front of the other and just. Okay, now we hit this roadblock. Let's figure it out. Now we hit this roadblock. But as we were doing the virtual summits, what we realized was there was really the great opportunity to interact with a big audience and and really give back to the community in a way that maybe wasn't as possible before, because, you know, with COVID, you know, we did have a lot of things going virtually. Um, so that was an opportunity that we looked at as like, man, you know, we, we both have our passion and our mission of wanting to elevate the industry. What better way now that we can actually reach more people through this virtual platform. And then as we transitioned and, and talked about an in-person, um, an in-person conference, you know, one of the things that really excited us was number one, you know, as COVID has kind of started to slow down, we were like, it'd be an awesome opportunity to get back around people. You know, there's nothing you can't really replicate that rubbing elbows with people and just that interaction. And, you know, as we thought about, you know, like we want this event to be based around, like Nick said, the missing links, those things that, you know, as I spent eight years with in professional baseball and uh, was working with guys and saw that, you know, just the, having the educational background isn't going to get them to buy into what you're trying to get them buy into. You know, it's, it's a lot of these soft skills that you don't learn most of the time in a certification. Now, there are some certifications, but they're not things that you're going to, okay, let me go learn this about programming. And then they also teach you these soft skills, you know, like how to communicate more effectively, the behavioral psychology type stuff. Um, so just to add that, that was also one of the big reasons around why we wanted to put this event on.
0: I, the last podcast I just had with David, we talked extensively about our travels and the benefits of having gone to these kind of events. I've okay. talked about this numerous times on air in the past about how a lot of the fundamental connections that occurred, and I didn't approach him at the time as thinking I'm going to benefit from this. It just things material materialized to lead to most of my, my writing credits, at least in some way, shape or form originated because of a connection from someone who I met at one of these conferences. And they're not always the the, the star presenters. It's oftentimes uh, uh, just a good, a person who's become a good friend, like my friend Jeb Stuart Johnston, who another guy at this conference, ultimately he's a guy who had written for some big publications with some friends with some people in high places. And he created a connection uh, to a big publication. And then there's several examples of that. So David and I talked a lot about, you know don't just go to these events to try to gain the attention of the speakers. Although I assure you they're real down-earth people almost always. So like definitely dive into them, but the person sitting next to you at the event, you never know what kind of path they're on. And it's not about gambling in hopes that you'll benefit from it. It's about finding people who are sharing your path, who are going to be kindred spirits, who, um, again, I recently said this, how, you know, locally at the time when I first started traveling back in 2017, there wasn't a lot of people locally a net uh, locally a network who really plugged into this. But then I got dropped in the middle of this community, and as it turns out, a lot of those people have become very close, long long term friends of mine, and a lot of really cool stuffs happened. But I've also been inspired by that journey. So that for me is is been my experience with traveling these events. And when I saw your guys' lineup, I'm like oh, hell, I got to go to this, right? Because, you know, there's a bunch of friends of mine, a lot of people I respect, like Tony Gentlecore is going to be there. Lee Boyce is on the ticket. um, Luca Hosfar is going to be there. And actually, you guys mentioned something cool, how you guys met at an event. And this is a story that Luca always tells about his pal, uh, Steve Krebs, who's also in your lineup. Those two guys talk about how they met, I think, at a mastermind Mastermind, turnaround. They've done a ton of stuff together. So you never know what could possibly come out of the people that you're meeting at these events. Absolutely.
2: And that's, we, we actually met at Luca's gym, Vigor ground summit, Joel Jameson was putting on an event that Nick and I were both at and Nick was actually speaking in it. Yeah. So that's exactly right.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, that's why, you know, that's a big reason why we wanted to take the plunge and, and host these in-person events. And, you know, there's so many moving pieces and maybe, you know, we didn't even realize maybe half of what actually would, what it would entail. And, you know, here we are three weeks out and there's still, you know so many things to do and so many things to consider, but for all those reasons that you, you mentioned and we mentioned, it's just so so worth it. We want to be able to to replicate that and we want to be able to do that again around these, these ideas and this premise of, of elevating the industry. And you know, that's kind of a broad, um, broad term, but we hope to really do it in a more strategic way where we can address these missing links and you know get people talking about how they can elevate the industry, right? And of course that means elevating themselves, right? Elevating those in the industry, but how can we elevate the industry as a whole? So it ultimately is just a better place for for everybody.
0: What do you think? I don't know if I want to say this is, what do you think is missing, but what do you think our industry could benefit from? Um, Especially the, you know, the the emerging coaches who are trying to establish themselves, trying to have a, a sustainable, consistent income where they don't have to worry about being afraid of leaving the industry.
2: Yeah, I think one of the one of the things I really like about uh, what John Berardi has talked about in in either a a blog or um, some of his writing, possibly in the Changemaker book, I don't really remember, although I have read it multiple times, Mm -hmm. is he talks about this, this T, this T of knowledge, right, is you find those things that you want to really learn about or be really good in. And you niche down on those one or two things, right? And then the rest of the stuff, you have to have that general knowledge of. You don't have to be an expert in it, but you need to have a general knowledge of those things. So that way you at least can help and then maybe refer out if you need to. So in my opinion, one of the big things that I think is is going on in the industry today is is the dogmatism. You know, it's like married to one concept. It's like, and and Nick and I actually talked about this a little bit um, in another uh, interview we did is, uh, you know, we both fell victim to that just a little bit. So we know exactly what that feels like, you know? We know the, like you go learn this concept and then you come back and you use it, the first 10 clients you use it with, it works. So you think, man, this is it. This is the thing. And as you get going, you start figuring out like, man, you're running into these roadblocks. And then you start to think, oh, it's the client, right? It's the client. The client's not, it's this, this and that. And it takes to get around some good coaches or to, to start having that awareness of, hey, hold up. Maybe that's just a tool in the toolbox, right? Maybe that's not the end all be all. So that's one of the biggest uh, things I think is going on in the industry right now. For sure. And,
1: and building, you know, building off of that, especially when you talk to, about new coaches coming into the industry, it's not to say that, that it's not difficult, right? Because when you come into the industry, there's so much information and it's, you know, kind of information overload and you, you are trying to latch onto something, right? You're trying to latch onto some system or, or thought process. And again, you know, Derek and I have both been there and it's not, not to say that the things within those thought processes are, are not great um, and won't give you, won't give you a lot of value, right? And, and a lot of community, which at the beginning of a, of a career, I think that element is so important, that mentorship and community. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, especially starting out is keeping an open mind to different perspectives and knowing there's always a middle ground, right? This is something I've been talking a lot more about. There is always, always, always a middle ground, right? We The problem with the dogmatism that exists in the industry is you have this dogmatism as a whole, right? In the industry, just generally speaking where people get married to to different things, but then you have this dogmatism that exists within each individual area and topic, right? Whether we're talking about mobility or programming or movement patterning or, right? All these little nuanced things. And I think, especially for new coaches, knowing and understanding that you don't have to pick a side, right? You don't have to pick a side with the extremists. There's always a middle ground, right? And being flexible in your systems is always going to be more important. And I, I actually just saw this very recently. So I'm stealing this quote, from uh, Ali Kirshner who works with Art of Coaching um, is be stubborn on your vision, but flexible on the details, right? So you can have principles and values and be really stubborn on them in general, but when it comes to the individual details, be flexible, right? You guys described it, tribalism without using the word.
0: That's something (laughs) I try to dive into is we do see tribes forming in our industry. And sometimes those tribes are around nutritional ideology like keto or intermittent fasting and people brand around it, or those tribes can be around various different mobility things or things like uh, you know FMS or uh, PRI or, or any of these things. And I think these, again, can all be really wonderful tools, but people do become dogmatic and think that their tribe is superior to everything. The evidence-based community of which I generally consider myself to be a very strong proponent of can become quite dogmatic and tribal in its belief system as well. And sometimes those tribes get intolerant towards ideas outside of it. And I have a ton of fitness professionals who I followed for years, people who are friends of mine, people who I think their work is amazing. But I don't believe that any one individual uh, brand or system is exclusively what I operate under. I think Mike Izzertal and his team and Renaissance periodization work is phenomenal, but I don't exclusively use that framework. Um, I promoted the PPSC. You guys have Clifton Harsky and John Russin in the lineup. They're amazing. And I d- just had David Otey. He's the director of training for that organization. I've got friends in there. And I've done it, and I really like it. But some of the stuff is—it's a very—it's a framework that I think works re- really good for new coaches. But experienced coaches can pull a few things out of it. But I don't operate within that framework. Or I've done PN, and we've got John Berardi's work, which I think PN is an amazing course. But again, I don't do everything the way that you know they—they they spell out in PN. I think expose yourself to a broader array of stuff. You mentioned art of coaching. you guys got Brett Bartholomew in the lineup. Brett's an awesome dude. So there's going to be stuff that you can take from there. Um, there, and I think that's the whole point of having as many great speakers as you have. You've got Lisa, Dr. Lisa Lewis, who's going to come in about some of the psychology stuff behind our careers and dealing with our clientele. And one of the ones I'm really ex- excited to, I'm excited to see Dr. Shanti Cofield, because Shanti talks a ton about uh, media and brand stuff, which is something that I just seem to have also really gotten into. And Shanti sa- shares a lot of things. I'm like, yep, no, I agree with that. Totally, that's in my presentation. So there's a lot of alignment there. So yeah. I think exposing yourself to a broader array of these ideas and not getting caught in one person's tribe is a very smart way to approach your career.
1: Yeah, so hundred, hundred percent. And you know, you mentioned Chante, and we're she's somebody we were actually just talking. Uh, I think it was this morning, actually, <clears throat> about how excited we are to have her involved. I've been trying to get her to be involved with. Uh, my events for a while and just never lined up. So glad that it's finally happening and that she can be there in person because she really does a phenomenal job. And the consistency I think is such an important takeaway. She's so consistent, so present um, always. And here's a great topic name as well, which I'll I'll share here, where's Waldo? Um, So how to stick out in the online space now that just about everybody has pivoted to being online in some capacity, right? Even those that weren't previously.
0: Right? I mean, I've gotten more into the online space, and I'm a very, very double dowed hard ass in-person coach, and I do that full time. But I've got an on-growing online trading business and you know, in, in writing space. And now a, a friend of mine, my my client who I mentor, Bailey Lau, who's also a coach at Evolve Strike, we're now doing a, a group training platform that we're beta testing and we plan to go broader with it. So all these opportunities are growing in that space. And I'm someone who isn't all all that tech savvy, but yet I'm getting pulled in that space. So I think it's brilliant to have uh, Shanti coming in and talking about that stuff. So let's talk more about the event. Uh, Let's see. Let's, Let's take this a bit further with everything around you guys collaborating with the speakers, the branding behind it. A lot of these events that I've gone to, you know, it's it's my friend Tim Art hosting a conference because he wants to hang out with his friends and just do a really great event. Or it's a Kansas City Fitness Summit, guys. Um, you know, uh, the Brombergs and Lou Schuler doing that as a as a gathering to hang out with everybody. But you guys are going deeper with this thing. You guys are building an entire brand concept around it, and it, it, it's going to be an educational platform. You're collaborating with coaches on courses. So, what inspired
1: all this, and what's the big picture with it? Oh, you want me to take there? Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, like we said, it, it's for us. We know that hosting these events can do can do a whole host of things for us, and we know that these events provide a platform, right? And we wanna we wanna use that platform appropriately. And so, you know, with the with the Raise the Bar conference, you know, to be honest, we we obviously went for a lot of t- top flight names. We went for a lot of big names in the industry that are really pioneers in the industry and that would bring a lot of draw and obviously bring a lot of great value to the event so that that could kind of be the the springboard and starting point. But we also know that there are a ton of other phenomenal coaches and people in the industry that are doing really great things that we want to make sure we highlight as well, right? To bring as many of those different perspectives as well as kind of give other people a, um, a platform. And so one of the things that we're doing in conjunction with the Raise the Bar conference is the uh, health and fitness industry highlight product. And this is going to be a host of mini courses um, from a lot of names in the industry, also around these missing links, but a lot of names that maybe people haven't heard from as much or haven't had as much of an opportunity to to learn from. And so, you know, for us, it's the biggest thing is staying positioned within the education space, continuing to give back and provide value, especially around elevating the, the standard of the industry. And, you know, this is something that actually you know, being transparent on Derek and I have maybe even struggled with a little bit is, you know, giving, we want to give obviously all these other people a platform while still giving ourselves a platform too, right? So we're going to speak at the event and, you know, we have our own way of viewing things and our own way of of communicating that we obviously want want put out there. Um, But we've just found so much value in being able to bring everybody together and bring all these different perspectives together.
2: Yeah. And there's really nothing better than getting around some of your friends and your colleagues and your network, right, is like some of them we've communicated with for years for, with some of the virtual, you know, uh, summits that we've put together. And, you know, this will be the first time that a couple of them we're actually going to get to meet face to face. And we've had multiple conversations with, you know, so that's another cool thing about it as well, is we want to, we want to have that community, you know, it's one thing to have that virtual community. It's another thing to, like we talked about earlier, rub elbows with your friends, with your, 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 your people, your network, right? And then also create those newer, those newer friends of the, of the attendees that are coming that are, that are really smart. I, I'm almost guarantee you what's gonna end up happening is we're gonna end up, you know, uh, networking with some of these attendees, and they're gonna end up being part of our next industry highlight. And, and we're gonna do what we can to elevate them to help get their word out. Um, you know, like Nick talked about, one of our big things with the industry highlight was there is so many people doing unbelievable things that nobody knows about or not enough people know about. How are they ever going to get the platform, right? They're going to have to grind it out, figure out a way. Well, if we are planning on elevating the standard, what better way than to give, try to give them a platform, even right now, if it's um, not ideal in the sense of where we want this thing to go, our vision for it. But as we build this thing up, we can continue to help give people the platform, get more people to recognize and make a more household name. So they're learning from the right people and not these Uh, nothing against them, but not these Instagram influencers, right? Not the ones that maybe look good and are selling weight loss, but have never had to struggle with with losing weight in their lives because they have good genetics. They have good X, Y, Z, whatever. And so, uh, yeah, that's something that we're really passionate about.
0: Well, you guys, you just hit on something that it's going to be in my presentation this weekend with Kabuki education week. And it's about how to build a brand and brand credibility through the industry. Um, and you guys are an example of this with the event. So one of, there's a big long list of things that I highlight and being event coordinators, presenters is one of the big ones, right? So it's an opportunity that you guys have grabbed onto, to create your brand. I want to circle back to about what you guys are doing about your individual brands too. But, um, there's a lot of people out there who are in a rush to grow up, blow up on social media and grow their social media and think that that creates a lot of credibility. Now it's also important that Those of us who've been traditionally in this space don't discount the power of social media. There are some people who've leveraged it who have done really well. But most of the successful people in our space, your speaker lineup is a great example of all this, have written the articles. They've done the long-form content. They've had the podcasts. They've uh, had YouTube channels. They have physical business uh, facilities. I've used Luca as an example a lot where he owns Vigor Ground, right? Luca hosts his event. He's a speaker presenter. All the people in that lineup, they're pretty much all established speaker presenters who've done other things at other events. And there's a ton of these things that you can accumulate, whether it's building an online business like uh, Chris Duffin's in your event. So, I mean, Chris is also an equipment engineer, designer, manufacturer, but he's also got Kabuki Strength, which is an online educational platform. Uh, Molly Galbraith and Girls Gone Strong, a big online educational platform. And it's lent credibility to Duffin and to Molly. So, what are you guys doing to embrace your own individual brands and careers, which will therefore turn around and add strength to raise the bar?
1: Yeah, no, that's a <clears throat> that's a really great question, and and again, that's something that is, is something that's of struggle, right? Especially when you pour so much into these events that you know, in a lot of ways, especially when a lot of these names that are involved are people that, you know, at this point have more credibility and maybe more of a reputation and have done more things, you know, is finding that balance of having them involved while also building um, building your own brand. And that's why, you know, we, we didn't want this to also just be a one-off event, right? And so that's why, you know, when you talked about being an event coordinated as a strategy, it's a great strategy, right? As long as you have strategy to follow that, right? So as long as you're doing it in conjunction with other things. So for example, when I go to the recovery and sleep summit, the main reason I was hosting it in the first place was because I had created a digital course, right? So I had created the course and this was a great kind of springboard into that. Um, But it didn't mean that alongside that, I wasn't writing guest blogs, doing guest webinars, being on podcasts, um, putting my face out there in as many different places as possible. And, you know, the same is going to apply here within, within raise the bar. And that's why and a lot of the, the verbiage around this, it's not just the Raise the Bar conference, it's the Raise the Bar mission, right? Because we want to be on a mission to actually elevate the industry and all that comes along with that. We know that when we talk about these missing links, these missing links are not going to be addressed um, in a few weeks uh, at the conference, right? By By the end of Sunday, those missing links will still exist. And there will still be a lot of coaches that are in need of help and guidance and mentorship. And so you know, one of the things that we'll be doing, Derek and I will be running a mentorship group following the event. Um, we'll be much more aggressive in our podcast. So we have a podcast that you'll also be, of course, a guest on. Um, and really just, again, doing things that can help fill these, these voids and these missing links in the industry, whether that's hosting uh, individual workshops that take a deeper dive into some of these topics and knowing that it's a, it's more of a long-term vision than just you know, host this event, and everything that you you want will come from it.
2: Yeah, and then for my end of things, it was really you know part of uh, about eight years ago when I you know uh, end up transitioning into baseball. Um, I had the fortune of I was running a sports performance facility. I had this opportunity. I took it, and I had a lot of clients that were still reaching out asking if I could train online. I had no idea what that even meant, how what that would look like. So you know, I kinda had to figure out that whole process. And throughout that process, one of the things that I realized as I started to put together my first summit, I knew I was getting ready to transition out of baseball, you know, family, time. I knew it was gonna be that time here soon. So I started to really put some more effort into my brand. And so I put my first virtual summit together, which Nick was part of as well. And throughout that process, what I realized, the biggest realization I had was, I have no idea how to market, right? I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing to get more attention on me. And so that kind of started the evolution of, man, we really need to elevate our brands. And then as we have started to collab and created this company together, Nick and I, that's one of the things we've talked about as well is we really need to focus on our stuff as well, to continue to help elevate and bring more exposure to this purpose and mission, which is ultimately our biggest mission, right?
1: Exactly. And if I could piggyback just, you know, one thing off of that, because it's, it is such a great thing, I think, to highlight for for coaches, no matter where you are in your career, no matter what setting you're working in. I think, you know, Andrew, you're a great, great example of that, of where, you know, you can be working somewhere or working for somebody or working in something that is not necessarily your brand and still be building your own brand along the way, right? And I think that's something that is also a big void and something that, to be honest, I didn't do at the beginning stages of my career. So I spent so many years working in the physical therapy setting and working for these private practices and integrated wellness clinics where I was doing so many things and working so hard because that work ethic and passion was there. But the day that I walked away, I essentially walked away with nothing, right? I walked away with, you know, maybe my pride of accomplishment of what I had done, but everything from there on out, I was basically starting from scratch in a lot of ways, especially from a branding perspective. And so that's something that I make sure I emphasize with any coach, you know, to not make to make sure they don't make that mistake. And, you know, you don't even have to necessarily have it all figured out, but any form of content that you can be putting out there once you're clear on who your audience is. Um, and anything that you can be doing to, to start to build a brand will always serve you well in the long run. You don't have to necessarily, uh, maybe go as deep and be as well thought out about it as, you know, Andrew, like you are, for example, right now. Um, but taking the initial steps is, is super important. Uh, you said a couple of things there and about aligning with brands. And
0: first thing, you guys mentioned how I'll be on your guys' podcast. We, we're going to talk a lot about this stuff with you guys. Okay. We're going to do a whole like breakdown on that. But with aligned brands, it doesn't take anything away from my personal brand to showcase the brands I'm aligned with. And, and you recognize that. So I own my own company, my own business. I'm, it's me as an entity, personal training, but I contract out of my friend, John Chung's gym, Evolve Strength. That's a growing brand in Western Canada. There are a lot more of these things coming and opening up. Dean Somerset is a contractor under one of the Evolve locations. So we both used to work for another company. We both left that company. There were problems there. And we went over to Evolve and it's been great. And we, I, Dean is a legend in the industry. He was flourishing anyway, but we definitely both flourished further as a result, as have a lot of other coaches. i write for Teen Nation. Teen Nation is in my bio. It is a big part of my brand. But, you know, that's it. I'm a, a Teen Nation contributor. So same is true for Generation Iron and the other publications I write for. I've promoted the uh, the PPSC. So uh again Clifton's asked me to actually like promote their stuff. I've gotten paid to do it. I think I've done their course. I think their people are wonderful. It doesn't take anything away from me to put my name next to these different brands. I've done the same thing for the personal trainer development center and the online trainer Academy, Jonathan Goodman's a friend. And there's a list of this stuff. I am thoughtful and careful about the brands I align myself with, but I will put them forefront. Now, what does that do? That also for coaches that lends credibility to my career. Those are pieces of career credibility that I believe are essential to a lot of people. Someone sees one of my posts shared on someone's story because I'm active on Instagram. And they click on it and they look at my profile and they see in my bio, OOP writes for Teenage, OOP writes for Generation Iron, writes for bar Band. Those are recognizable brands. And that is someone's making a snap decision. Do I follow this person? Now, is this about accumulating large number of followers? No. But anyone who takes the other side is like, oh, large following, I don't care about following whatever, you're missing the point. You are getting in front of more eyes and ears. If you guys have more followers, there are more people aware of raise the bar. There are more people that are plugged into the guests that you guys have in all of your courses and your events. You are positively affecting more people and competing against the misinformation and the bullshit and the garbage. Instead of just complaining about that crap, you are actually doing something to have more eyes on a better message. And I'm a passionate believer in that. And I think a lot of coaches get stuck and mired in this negative attitude going, well, I don't care about that. People with large followings are stupid. It's worthless because they have, at this point, struggled to do it. And one of the keys to that is, if you care about writing for, for big publications, if you want to learn how to write, go back to the last episode I did with David Ote. Go back to the Shane McLean one recently. We talked extensively about it. You want to put yourself out there in this space where you have you're able to accomplish more and build your career, go start a YouTube channel. Go start a podcast go accumulate a whole bunch of these things and be patient, do it over the long run. And again, if anybody's, I think this will air, actually unfortunately this will air after my Kabuki education week presentation, but anybody who signs up to see them, you can, I'll talk extensively about this in that presentation. And I think it's just easier to complain about what other people are doing and be frustrated because it hasn't happened to you than it is to actually be patient, put in the work, write for your own website. Even if not a lot of people are, are writing that Uh, reading your blog. Dean Somerset talks about this in articles he's written when he first started writing a blog, he didn't expect anyone to read it. I think a a client of his encouraged him to do it a long time ago. We've all heard of who this guy is. He's speaking internationally around fucking world. And he's someone who a lot of people look up to. They've learned a lot from he's a premier educator in our space. He is one of the people you guys had to have in your event and him and everybody else we're talking about at that event had a humble beginning somewhere. So if you're listening to this and you're on that road, okay, forget the, 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 the hacks to get there quickly, accumulate a lot of this stuff, the stuff you're interested in, you're passionate about, and who knows what the future holds. And again, it's going to events like this, it's developing relationships without expectation of what you're going to get out of it. Because I just love going to these things because I'm excited. There's a few people that follow my social media who are, say they're going to be there. So I got to get to meet them for the first time. I got some old friends. Clifton Herskey. I was at uh, Luca's event in Seattle. And you know, Luca's great. Love, love hanging out with Luca. But, you know, I got a chance to hang out with Clifton. So Clifton, and I just sat down and bullshitted for a couple hours there before he had to leave. And there's a whole bunch of other great people. I got the chance to do the same thing with Melody Schoenfeld. If you guys don't know who Melody is, you guys need to know Melody. No. She will be a great speaker at future events for you because she's done a lot of this stuff. If the name Schoenfeld makes you know sense to anyone, yeah. she's Brad's sister. Right. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. laughs about it. But she's written a couple of books. Doesn't have a massive social media following, but she's a really credible educator in our space. Melody came up from California to hang out. So we hung out for the weekend. She's a good friend that we've been at events before together. So that kind of stuff has enriched my career, and I really am excited about going down to this event. I'm praying nothing gets screwed up with it. Uh, and it was a double instead of two because there are two Tool concerts a couple of days later. And when I saw, I, I was eyeing the event, and I saw these Tool concerts. I'm like, let me check the dates. It's like fourth, fifth, sixth, Orlando, day off, eighth, Tool concert, Orlando, ninth, Tampa. I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. Okay, so I booked everything. And now I have to get the flight set, but uh, again, you can hear my voice. I'm excited to go to this.
1: Yeah, man, we're uh, <clears throat> we're super excited. We can't believe, honestly, at this point that that it's so close that we're only a few weeks out. I mean, we started planning this six, seven months ago, and you know, we're we're super excited, and we're super excited to you know dive into these missing links, and you know, we really only like barely scratched the surface of uh, of one or two of them. So we're gonna be taking you know having the opportunity to really take a deep dive on. Um, on so many of these things. And, you know, one thing I'll just uh, kind of piggyback on what you were saying, because there were some really, really, really great points in there and in terms of collaboration, because speaking of Kabuki Education Week, I just gave my talk yesterday, and it was on healthcare collaboration, right? So how you can build a referral network, how you can collaborate with other professionals. And man, if, if you're a coach, whether you're just starting out in the industry, or you've been in the industry for a little bit, if you are not open, willing, and very capable of collaborating, you will not survive, right? And that can be in a lot of different fronts. I was going more the healthcare angle. So if you want to have more impact, um, really have a client-centered approach and do best by your clients, building a collaborative network of other healthcare providers, you know, and that can be a whole conversation in and of itself, but even the openness and willingness to collaborate, like you said, with other brands, collaborate with other coaches. Um, it, it absolutely is one of those things that will continually build you career capital and will just serve you in so many different ways. So I love that you
0: said career capital, because that's a phrase I've been saying a lot of. I'm a big fan of that. So let's let's actually go there because that actually literally was a question that I had, I had planned. It's what do you guys each bring individually to this project? Uh, and what would you tell developing coaches about finding a great partner for any potential career collaboration?
2: Yeah, so this is is an awesome question because to be completely honest, Nick and I are almost complete opposites. And the things that he is really good in are my weaknesses. The things that I feel like I'm pretty decent at are some of his weaknesses. So, a lot of time spent is like, we look at projects and we're like, yep, this is you. Yep. This is me. This is me. Yep. And then there's those, a couple of things where like, okay, maybe we need to, you know, talk a little more about this. And then most of the conversations revolve around coming to a middle point on those things. Right. It's like Nick talked about earlier is there's always a middle ground. There's always a middle ground. Right. And so actually I would say for us going into business with each other and doing some of the things we've already done together, it's actually, you know, fingers crossed, been really, really good and, and seamless. Besi- I mean, you're always going to have those t- tough conversations, right? But one thing Nick and I always talk about is it doesn't matter what happens in these conversations. We don't ever get personal. We talk, exactly. you know, we we talk business. We get, the, we get to the source of the problem, what needs to happen, what's the next step. And so along with that, you know, we have a great thing in the sense of like, I'm a very logical person. I am the guy who like, okay, systems, let's do this, this, and this. I And Nick is an unbelievable visionary. Like this dude can think about a, a thing 50 million ways. And I'm like, Nick, we got to We got to bring this back bring you know, so we can get some stuff done to bring it in. But it's, it's, it's awesome because I I haven't ever been around somebody like that, that I'm able to work, you know, one-on-one with that we're able to do some things together. So yeah, it actually works out really well. We're complete opposites.
1: Yeah. And it, and honestly, you know, if we're, we're being transparent about it, it, it really happened by accident. Right. And so we, we met at this, uh, at this event and then just stayed in contact. I was a part of the summit that, that he hosted the virtual summit and then really just kept it in contact. And, you know, I had these ideas and this brand, it was like, Hey man, this is, you know, this is what I'm working on. Um, you know, what do you think? And we just got to, got to talking more and, and started doing things together. Um, but it, it happened by accident in the sense that we didn't sit down and realize how polar opposite we were and how much we were going to complement each other's uh, weaknesses. But it is a good you know, kind of teaching point. If you're going to be going into business with anybody or you're going to be collaborating with somebody, you know, really trying to find somebody, if you think about an honest assessment of what your voids are and what your weaknesses truly are. If you can find somebody that that fills those voids in any capacity and it doesn't have to necessarily be a business partner but again back to that idea of you know collaboration and network if you have those people that are able to fill those voids for you or a sounding board um or whatever it might be it's uh it's super valuable because i know like derek said so many different ideas and things that i'll have and having somebody that is more logical and is able to just be more level-headed and kind of bring things uh down is super super valuable so that's, um, I think, a great, great teaching point, again, if you're somebody who's going go to go into business with someone else. I think
0: if you look across the industry and you see some of the, the, the big partnerships out there, uh, you'll notice that there are people who complement each other. I, I like using, again, Mike Izertel as a good example with Renaissance Periodization. But if anybody knows Nick Shaw, yep. like Mike is, Mike is Mike. Mike is larger than life. You know, he's probably one of the funniest, most charismatic individuals when you get him on, on media. And, but yet Nick is in a lot of ways, the, the backbone, you know, he's the, he's the, the, the soft presence. And I, and I can totally tell those two play off each other. If you're familiar with them, great. You'll understand if you're not, well, For go sure. check about, him. and maybe it's, it's John Berardi with Precision Nutrition, but he's always had. Krista Scott-Dixon and Brian St. Pierre's like stoic capability to, they're really the architects behind John's vision when it came to building precision nutrition. That's why it is where it is. And you can look across the industry and there's going to be a lot of other examples of this sort of stuff. Um, I'm just pausing on, you know what, I, I'll just open it up to any additional thoughts you guys have on it. Anything else?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think one thing I'll, I'll share just, um, specifically uh, about the event and in line with what we are just talking about in terms of your weaknesses and, and filling those with, with strengths. One of the things that will be available to all attendees of the event is actually a caliper personality test. And it's actually made available by John Berardi and Andrea Hayes of uh, Changemaker Academy. And it's a very detailed test, takes about an hour to complete, but it really, really is geared, first of all, it's industry specific, right? So we're talking about health and fitness industry. And it's really geared towards helping you identify what your strengths and weaknesses are. I think, you know, in a vacuum, the major things you already know, right? You already know what some of those voids are, but this gets much more specific in helping you identify what your best skill set really is and what your kryptonite is, right? And how you can essentially avoid that or improve on that in in your career, right? To make sure that you're working in the right situation, working with the right people and the, you know, the quote off of it is you're going to work around 90,000 hours in your life, right? So just imagine if that was spent working with the wrong people, doing the wrong things that wasn't making the most of your talents and your skill set, right? And so that'll be a big component of what's made available to all the attendees. And then it'll actually be broken down uh, further at the event, or at least how to analyze those results at the event.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the really good things about that is, is, you know, finding your superpower, finding what you're really good at. Uh, Dr. John Berardi talks about it in his book, Changemaker as well. He's like, you know, finding that superpower. One of the things that I did, um, because you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know sometimes that you're really good in an area that you're, because it comes so easy to you. So I actually reached out to a lot of my close friends and people that I spend a lot of time to. And I asked them those questions. Like, what do you think I'm good at? It was crazy the responses that I got cuz they weren't things that I even would have pinned myself at being good at. But I guess I just do them. It comes so easy to me that I don't even recognize it, right? So I think that's a really important thing to understand is with this type of personality test or or, or building that self-awareness of what you're actually good at, you may see these things that you understand you it may take you on a different trajectory, right? It may take you in a different avenue that you're going to enjoy way more. But if you didn't have that awareness, or if you didn't have that brought to your attention, you may not have gone down that path, or you may have ended up the, up there 15 years later, you know?
0: Well, everybody heard my excited, here's why you should go to events like Raise the Bar. Uh, final chance to really sell people on why this event is going to stand out, why it's going to be something that people will never forget and should make priority of attending.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly believe we truly believe in the mission and we truly believe in these missing links. We truly believe that if you take the deep dive into these things, they will make a difference in you making more money, you having more impact, um, and really building a a community around this. And so, you know, we, we left no stone unturned in building this lineup. As, As Andrew mentioned, we, we've poured absolutely everything we possibly have into this event. Um, and we, we truly believe in the mission, and we don't mean that in a, in a cliche way. We truly believe that the things that we'll be talking about and the things that we'll be focusing on will truly elevate the industry and those
2: in it. Yeah, and to finish us off, I, I would say these are not things that we magically pulled from these places, right? Between Nick and I, we have 25 plus years in in, in the industry, and these are things that we noticed in ourselves or being around good coaches, they made us aware of these things when we were hitting roadblocks, when we were not being able to get through to these people, when we weren't able to push our business forward, when we weren't able to get the reach that we thought we should be able to get. These are the skills that we looked at taking that 30,000 foot view and being like, what is missing? You know, what am I missing here? What is not, what am I not doing? What do I need to get better at? So these aren't just skills that we just plugged and played that sounded good. There were actually things that we had gone through, we had seen, we needed help in, and we see it being kind of a trend in the industry that these skills aren't getting as much of the cloud or the much of the work that needs to be done in them. And, you know,
1: lastly, we we did talk a lot about the the in-person and all the great things that, you know, you get from being in an in-person event and being able to network. But we will have a virtual and live stream option. It'll be a high quality live stream. We'll give uh, everybody who attends virtually the opportunity to engage and ask questions as well. And so, you know, if you have some limitations or you're really not able to make it there in person this time around, you still can be a part of the event and still you know, connect with this community and still be on this mission to try and raise the bar. Cool, um, I'm excited. I really do, um, I'm,
0: I'm committed. I'm gonna find my way down there. Um, I'm excited about the lineup. We've gone over a ton of the people in there. Some of the names I haven't mentioned, uh, Nick Winkleman's part of the lineup. I'm excited to see Nick. I've had him on the podcast recently. I love his book, the language of coaching. I can't wait for his presentation. And uh, you guys got, uh, Charlie and Ali Weingroff. Uh, there's, there's, there's more, it, it's a really crazy thing. So where do people go and find out more about the lineup? Um, where's the social media for you guys and actually connect with you guys too, because I would say this to coaches, you know, don't do it out of pure pragmatism, but you guys are doing cool things in the industry. So it's not just about the event, but I want people who are listening to actually know about you two individually and what you're doing, because who knows that could create an opportunity for you guys to find out someone who's doing great stuff that then they end up in a one of your virtual seminars or someday maybe they're presenting at Raise the Bar. So how do they find you?
2: So at, at Find Your Prime would be my own Instagram. And then for the event, it's raisethebarconference.com.
1: We also have an Instagram for the event as well, where we put a lot of updates. It's at raise the bar event. You can find that on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at the online sleep coach, a lot of sleep related content, but also kind of veering in obviously to, to a lot of other things and a lot of other avenues. And, you know, Derek and I are both very open to conversations, collaborations, you know, put your name in the hat for speaking at future events. We're we're always open to that. It's not, you don't have to have a certain following or a certain reputation, right? Be willing to put yourself out there. We're open to the conversations. We wanna, you know, this this industry is abundant, right? There's plenty of opportunity for all of us. So we're we're definitely open to, to communication and collaboration. Big on abundance myself. Um, guys, thank you so much.
0: I really appreciate having you guys on. Anyone listening, please go check out what they're doing. I really do hope I will see some of you there at the event uh, February 4th, 5th, 6th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, if you are someone who's just finding the podcast because you found it through Nick and Derek's media. Well, I, a lot of the presenters at this event have been recent guests on my podcast, uh, Luca Hosevart being one of them, Joel Jameson, He's someone I'm really excited to see again. I got to see him present at Luca's event in September. Um, Nick Winkleman, Tony Gentlecore, you name it, Dean Somerset and Lee Boyce. So, Uh, Thanks, everyone, and stay tuned for a great show next week.